You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Lockdown Cavaliers. As always, this is Chris Manning, your host from Fear the Sword and the Step Back. Today, we're going to do a quick little preview podcast for tonight's Cavs-Bulls game. The Cavs come in having just beat the New Orleans Pelicans without Kyrie Irving, with Kevin Love coming in after losing 10 pounds, after eating some bad sea bass and still playing a, a relatively okay game. Kay Felder was the star of that game. The Bulls come in having beat the, the Charlotte Hornets, having Jimmy Butler score 52 freaking points without Dwayne Wade there and him taking on a big role in that game. In that game. And as he continues to be the Bulls' the best player and, and a star for them in basically every way you can define having a star player. This game is at 8 p.m. It is at Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, so I will be there. A fun programming note, Sean Hyken and I, that's right, the host of Lockdown Bulls, you've heard him on the show before. We are going to be recording a podcast in the bowels of Quicken Loans Arena, deep in the queue to court Austin Carr to recap that game. Uh, Sean's coming in from Chicago to cover the game. We decided it was better to do a recap of that game right in the arena, to collab there, collab in person and recap the game rather than do a preview show. Um, the Bulls, of course, are a pretty interesting team. One of the Cavs' biggest rivals, one of the teams that LeBron has faced a number of times during his Cavs. And really, he tenure too that he's gone up against a lot, and Dwayne Wade played for the team, of course. And, you know, there's a chance that these two teams could play in the playoffs. The Cavs, if the season ended today, would actually face the Chicago Bulls as of Tuesday night at around 10 p.m., that was referencing them. So what we're going to do is I'm going to do three things you should know for this game. You can check out the, our newsletter as well for some more information. You can subscribe to that at bit.ly backslash live from the queue. Uh, that will go up immediately after it's done on on Stitcher, up on Audio Boom. And again, go give us a five-star review. Give us that five-star rating and review. Um, and other than on iTunes, give us that five-star rating and review. I'll read it live on there for next Monday's show. Do at Cavs on Twitter. So... Three things you should know about Cavs Bulls. Again, first up, we've said this already on the show, but Jimmy Butler is a star. Um, if there was any doubt about doubt now, if you think about how we view Jimmy Butler, you go at least how the Bulls view Jimmy Butler, who is a great two-way player, a great defender, evolving as a squad. And Rubio, guy who I really like, is a great passer, not a great shooter. That you make the argument, I'm not sure I would, but he's been. You could make the argument that he's been the second best, and Kevin Love for me. At this point, uh, as of who's been the second best player behind LeBron, uh, Kyle Lowry's probably in there too. Kyrie, you could even maybe argue it. There's a ton of great right there. He's he's leading the Bulls in scoring, having a career high in a bunch of different ways, and I think he should be an All Star starter. If I if I was going to vote for the All Star game, for me he would be a guy who I would have to put in my starting lineup. Um, right now he's averaging 25.3 points per game, shooting 46 from the field. Not great from three, but he's being more passable at around 33 percent for the year. But most notably, he's getting to the line a lot and doing very well from the line. Right now, he's averaging 9.7 attempts per game, 
while shooting 88.2% from the line. Those are both career highs. And the Cavs are going to have to deal with that. How they roll out against Butler, particularly if Kyrie doesn't play again, is going to be interesting because I think probably what will happen is DeAndre Liggins is going to start on Butler, but I think Butler's a lot stronger than him is going to give him some problems and can probably get Liggins into foul trouble. So then what's the counter? Does Richard Jefferson potentially start uh, and have Jordan McGray come off the bench? Does... Assuming Irving doesn't play, does LeBron just start on Butler from the get-go? That seems unlikely. I expect him to defend Butler later on, but probably not from the opening tip. Butler could have a really big game against the Cavs. They're thin on the wing, and his, his ability to drive, still hit three, is better than a guy like DeRozan, uh, is really going to come in huge in this game. So expect to see that play itself out in some way. And how the Cavs defend him is going uh, to be very, very interesting. Um, and if you didn't remember, Jimmy Butler is also great on defense. It slips a little bit when he's doing so much on offense, but this guy's a great two-way player, and you're going to get a kick out of watching him, I think. I think he's, again, been maybe the second-best player in the Eastern Conference to date. Definitely should be an all-star starter. All right, number two, though, the Bulls have really have been kind of a mess. You look at their, their basic ratings on offense and defense and overall. They're 17th in offensive rating, 13th in D rating, uh, number 13th overall net rating, but they actually have a negative net rating. Um, they're in this weird part of the NBA where they're firmly in the middle class, but that's not a good, necessarily good thing. Uh, this team doesn't have a lot of spacing, especially when Wade and Rondo and Butler have all played together, something we predicted coming into the year. Butler's been great. Wade's been, Wade's been good uh, for a lot, giving them some things. Taj Gibson, the criminally underrated Taj Gibson, has been great as well. But they're not getting a lot of other guys. Rondo's been an unmitigated disaster. He's now benched by Coach Fred Hoiberg for quote-unquote basketball reasons. Younger guys like Bobby Portis and Denzel Valentine haven't exactly been great or contributed in the way the Bulls really need them to to become the type of team that they maybe thought they could be. And Hoiberg looks a little bit in over his head. I mean, we've seen people critique his X's nose. He's not really running the type of style we maybe thought he would uh, after coming from college and running a more motion-based offense. And some of that is the personnel. I mean, when you have Wade, Rondo, and Butler and no spacing, Jimmy's going to have a really hard time driving because Wade's not a great spot-up shooter. Rondo is a non-shooter in every possible way you could define that he is not a good shooter and is not going to help you create space. Uh, and you know, Nicole Mirtich is maybe a guy who can space for them. He hasn't been great this year. Other Doug McDermott hasn't really done much in terms of being a shooter for this team. They really, really need that. And there's a clip uh, that I will reference that I, I have on Twitter, and I will tell you it's kind of kind of – it was kind of eye-opening for me. I haven't watched a ton of Bulls. I've maybe watched them seven or eight times, which is low for me because I, I just run out of time, and it, they're kind of – they feel repetitive. But uh, there's a there's a tweet from Kevin Farragan at NBA Couchside who he's, – he's quoting this, and he says, quote, if the Bulls knew how to build a team to fit his best player – this would be a regular current. Now, the, the clip is from at Hungarian Jordan. It's Jimmy Butler on the floor without Rondo and Wade. Uh, it's a high pick and roll. He, and he just drives right to the rim. This is from the Hornets game where he did score 52 points. It's late in the game. And the Bulls were able to run this play for, for Butler. That is a staple offensive play in the NBA. The high spaced up pick and roll. The Bulls can't run that with their normal personnel. Even with one of their the guys they spent money on uh, over the offseason. That is not great. This is a team with a clogged up offense. Um, and, and I think they're in a tough spot. I think benching Rondo for them makes a lot of sense. I think it certainly is is, is going to help them in some ways. 
That being said, uh, they're in a tight race for the eighth seed. They're they probably should make the playoffs. I, w- I would guess that they would based on kind of who they're competing against. Because I think at least when you have a guy like Jimmy Butler, you're going to help yourself. But as we look at this, they're under 500. The Pacers have Paul George, and they they have I think a higher collection of talent. Um, the Wizards, John Wall's playing great. Bradley Beal's playing great. Otto Porter's having the best year of his career. I think they're trending upwards. The Knicks, Chris Sapp's playing great. Melo's not playing well. But the Pistons, you think, maybe will get better. You think maybe the Hawks uh, will slide down from that fifth spot, if, especially if they do trade Paul Millsap to a team like Toronto or to a team like Denver. It's going to be really tough for the Bulls to make the playoffs. Um, they're 10 games out from the Cavs, so there's there's not really a threat there like we maybe have seen in past years between the Cavs and Chicago. No real rivalry for st- in terms of standing, but... This is a team that's going to be really need to fight to make that 18, and, and just all the issues they have that we maybe thought they were going to have coming into the year. I think those are very, very real concerns, and the Bulls are really kind of a mess. This game also could, and is our last thing to know, could sort of be defined by injuries. Um, if you look at the Cavs, we don't know if Kyrie Irving's going to play. The team had off on Tuesday, um, and... We have to see, based on if his hamstring injury is going to be good to go. From all we know so far, it's just worse than, I believe, the Cavs thought it was going to be, or that it actually was after he uh, left with cramps against Boston, and then the Cavs said he knocked needs with LeBron, and that caused his injury for uh, whatever it is. Kind of interesting. Um, we don't know exactly how Kevin Love is going to look or feel. As you, as you heard me mention on the recap show for the Pelicans game, he... And he looked like a shell of the Kevin Love we've seen this year against North Shoot Around, which is early Wednesday. So this podcast just comes out before then, but for the sword, and you'll keep up there on that. But my guess, just a hunch, is Love's going to play 100%, but um, I'd expect him to play. And I just can't really, is quite feeling it. We, we know the hamstring injury isn't something serious that's going to keep him out for, you know, months and months and months. But I, But I think he's a guy who... It just makes sense to rest him if that's the case. I, I know that that's kind of sucks to, to hear that and say that because he's already has missed some time with leg tiredness and stuff. But um, he, it's not really worth rushing him, rushing into uh, him playing more and more and more. And we also know about Mike Dunleavy as well. If he's going to play, he's missed two games with an ankle injury. I mean, he hasn't played a ton this year or been much of an impact player this year. But it's a guy who it's his former team that he's playing against here. And the Cavs could use another guy healthy. I mean, they, they've played with 10 healthy players. You want to do, even if it's just a random regular season game, you want to make sure guys are healthy. You want to make sure guys are good to go. Um, and on the Bulls side, Dwayne Wade is a game-time decision. He missed the, the Hornets game with a knee injury, so he's not exactly 100%. It might make sense for them to arrest him. He's a game-time a game time call, according to an ESPN article that you can uh, go look up. Um, and additionally, the Bulls, uh, Denzel Valentine left with an ankle injury. We don't know if he's going to play either, so we'll stay up to date on those guys at Shooter on Wade. might be closer to game time. But that's it for the show. Just wanted to give you guys quick updates, a quick podcast. We're going to go more in-depth with Sean Hyken about this game, and, and the Bulls are sort of a team I don't know how much you really need to get into them. I think they're okay. The Rondo stuff is fascinating if you go read about that. It almost feels like it's inevitable that he's going to end up playing in China with guys like Josh Smith and Jared Cunningham, a former Cav Jared Cunningham, in, in the next year or so. But 
The Bulls, are, they, they, I think Jimmy Butler can provide them a test. I think the Cavs should roll in a lot of ways in this game. I'm not sure Chicago's just actually that good, but I just want to give you a quick little three things to know before this game. If you like this format, please let me know because this may be something I decide to do with previews. It's sometimes really difficult to get into some of the these things with teams all the time, uh, to do a 30-minute podcast on a team that doesn't matter that much for the Cavs. Um, and so this is something that you guys like, just a quick... 10 to 15 minute pod on on a team what's going on with that opposing team uh, let me know but again subscribe on itunes give us that five star rating and review i will read one on next monday's show i will also again be answering me about questions again next we got so many great ones this past monday uh, and you can submit those to lockdowncavs at gmail.com or to at lockdowncavs on twitter so we'll talk to you soon this has been lockdown Cavs. this has been chris manning again tomorrow sean hyken and myself We'll be dropping a show with that bourbon record in person in the queue. That's going to be great. So look out for that on wherever you get the show. And we'll talk to you tomorrow after Cavs Bulls, which again, 8 p.m., Quicken Lens Arena, Cleveland, Ohio. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Ace's Place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.